Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. What's today's again? Uh, today's prompt is, let me go ahead and pull that bad boy up. For August the 6th, RPG a day 2023 is the favorite game you never get to play. And it's RPG based. Mm-hmm. So favorite RPG mm. game you never get to play. I mean, I already know my answer is totally Blades in the Dark. Not sure if you guys have had a chance to uh, play with it or finger through the book, but uh, it is a great Powered by the Apocalypse game. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was all choked up over it. That uh, it's, it's totally in a steampunk world where you're playing a group of... Sh- through and through thieves, it's it's got that Peaky Binders feel of uh, your gang works as both leveling up your gang and playing in your you know regular day to day missions. So you've got the mini game of anytime your character gets too much heat, which is a a metric, you get arrested and you can either play a alternate character because it's powered by the apocalypse. It takes 15 minutes to knock a character out. An alternate member of your gang until your gang frees that guy to get back into the gang. Because you can either bribe, break out, or uh, serve your time to get out of jail, which is always fun. You can totally lose your character to death and come back as a revenant or a ghost. The one drawback in the setting is that whenever someone dies, a bell tower in town rings... And a crow that is spiritually sensitive starts circling the city looking for where the person just died. So murdering people is a dangerous aspect because, you know, all of a sudden a bunch of crows start circling your killing field. Because in this world, there's a lightning field that protects the the, the very Victorian city to keep all the evil shit outside of town, outside of town. And there's basically ghosts. Government-paid Ghostbusters who go to put spirits down to make sure they don't come inside the town. And murder is a quick way to have a bunch of ghosts pop up inside of town because, you know, you just made a bunch of ghosts. No. You don't say. <laughs> ghosts, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've ever played Dishonored 1 or 2, it is totally a role-playing game for Dishonored, but even darker than Dishonored. Oh. Second Dishonored. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Second one's got an even better story than the first Dishonored. Well, Joseph, you have some gaming to do. Or at least, at least right. watch your YouTube channel <laughs> to watch the playthrough because the storyline is worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you finish Dishonored one, you know right where Dishonored two is picking up from. Yeah, in terms of RPGs that are my favorite, I, I play all my favorites. Uh, is there any so that have do? out that you If it's have? not one of my favorites, I don't play it. I mean, before RingCon, Avatar Legends was on my list, and I finally got to play with Magpie Games on that one. Which, by the way, if you ever get a chance to play it, the combat system for a Powered by the Apocalypse game is completely different than any other, and it is an awesome, very martial artsy feeling combat. And you don't have to be in a I like vendor, this which is nice. 
I liked the Rift's setting with the old Palladium version. The setting was cool, super detailed, oh, really yeah. interesting. Completely unplayable game. You know, I spent... <laughs> speaking of RPG books older than Anshin, I, I, I used to play Rift constantly in high school. Used to jam it constantly in high school. It takes a very special group with a great rhythm to get the combat system to work. I mean, yeah, if we're talking about you know, games that just have uh, a s- specific aspect that we love, uh, Dark Heresy, because <laughs> of the fucking crit tables. Yeah. <laughs> My God. It, it it has that old school crit table crunch, but the, but the mechanics is a pain in the ass. Yeah. It it sucks as a system, but God, that crit table. <laughs> <laughs> crit table's so good. I don't know. A game that I did enjoy playing that I just haven't gotten to play, and I blame Mark for this because it just never managed to get it together to play is fucking Star Trek the FASA version. Oh yeah. It's basically just tra- original Traveler reskinned as Star yeah, Trek. Yeah. Just in terms of the character. And creation. I never really heard of any groups really getting off. You know, on a on a regular campaign of that too. Yeah, I mean, the folks we had, it was great. We could have done great, but then we just COVID. Yeah, <laughs> COVID can derail so many COVID. plans when it came out. You know, look at how much we went from like in we, store to virtual only. Yeah, we managed to do three six-hour sessions. You know. Month after month after month, and then then it was April 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, then fuck. this little pandemic thing happened, and that kind of messed up everybody's plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else got a favorite RPG game uh, that you, uh, you want to play, but you've never gotten to play? Well... Immortal. <laughs> Ooh, are we talking the bootleg rules? No, the first edition. Okay. My um, my uh, our group was one of the uh, original. I mean, I, apparently we ended up in one of the fucking books somehow. I only ever got a hold of the the bootleg beta version of that. Yeah, because um, our 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 GM knew the knew the creator. Well, met him at Gen Con. That's awesome. <laughs> So. Isn't Gen Con going on? It is right happening now? this week, actually. Yes. Week. Yes, yeah. it is. But it's no longer in Geneva. So. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, it hasn't been in Geneva in a long time. But yep. It's it no longer no Geneva point. Con. It's now General Con. Generic <laughs> Con. Um, oh, no, it's Indianapolis Con. It's another Midwest Con. It was called Gen, Gen Con because the... Uh, Gygax and a bunch of his friends lived in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. And then it became... And then it was in Milwaukee for the longest time, but then they pissed off the convention and it moved to Indianapolis. Now it's its own... Like, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, now it's its own monster. Yeah. One of these days, Gen Con and Dragon Con are both on my my, my bucket list to, to one of these days get to go to. One of these days. 
I have never been to any cons in my life, so... You have, you have like, four regular cons in Tucson you need to go to. And, yeah, go to Tucson. Go to Ringcon. In less than 30 days is Tucson Comic Con, and they've got a huge gaming track this year. I mean, the price is now... That's true. They've really upped, they've really upped their board gaming oh, stuff oh, heck in yeah. the past I mean, years. last year they were partnered with, with Ringcon, so they had Ringcon and Comic-Con happening yeah. half at the con, half at Ringcon's hotel, which, which was interesting. But, you know, they pulled it off pretty well with tons of gaming, you know, nonstop. But it sucked because you miss half of Comic-Con because you're going to just games at game. Because I'm, if I'm going to get my gaming in, I'm going to keep gaming in. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of board gaming community around here, nope. like compared to Tucson. Yeah. Tucson's ridiculous. Tucson has options. How many? How many board game stores and magic shops and all that stuff are there in Tucson? Like fucking. I think we're 20? up to eight now. It's, yeah, it's uh, nuts because you got Isle. Yeah, you got Isle. You have the three TGG locations. Mm-hmm. There's uh, two new shops that are out in the uh, Rita Ranch area. Was it Heroes and, yeah. Heroes and Villains or whatever yep. that's called? Yeah. Yep, there's Top Deck. There's Bookman's is getting in on the action. I think even Bookman's, the Barnes yeah. & Noble. Uh, I was there today. They don't there's, yeah. there's one place up in Castigrand. I'm blanking the name on it. Yeah, so. but that's not yeah. Tucson. There's Polyhedron, even though they suck and no one ever wants yeah, to Yeah, we don't there. like those guys. Yeah, no Ooh. one likes those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a game shop over on the north side by Tucson Mall, just north of it. But their their owner's not yeah. a nice person and doesn't use good business. Well, doesn't use proper yeah, business he, etiquette. He's a yeah, he's a transplant from Vegas, and he basically got kicked out of Vegas Jesus. for just having such a terrible, toxic community attached to his yeah. store. And so he brought it here. Oh, wonderful. But yeah. hey, if you want to GM games up there, they give you free fountain drinks for GMing games. It's true. They, they do have a they soda do have, I spent. They do have. I spent a year at TGG GMing. It was bad. Uh, God. Yeah. But then again, it was the time before like, um, Wizards of the Coast stepped in and actually had them like do good practices. So. Well, yeah. the best time was if, if you ever got to GM D&D was back when 4th edition came out and Wizards of the Coast actually had the support packets and your reward as a GM was you're getting some cool battle maps and some minis and stuff. So there's total you scratch my back, I scratch yours payback happening and it basically rewarded the store for buying the packets to give to the GMs to run the game and then the GM gets to keep swag. That was the highlight in my opinion. Back when you had lair assaults, which are killer dungeons that your players knew walking in the door. This is a killer dungeon. Bring your A game or you're left on the floor. Yeah. Basically, all of the killer dungeons uh, were just even worse versions of Tomb of uh, Horrors. I wouldn't say worse. I mean, Tomb of Horrors is, is a total F you to the players. Back to back to back to back. The lair assaults, they were pretty, you know, if, if the GM gave the clues they were supposed to give to their players in the packets that I've seen, 
they pretty much told you, hey guys, don't go left, go right, but you need the equipment in your equipment list to get past this thing you need. There was no orb of annihilation in a stoned mouth to, to, to get shit and giggles as people crawl through and destroy themselves. <laughs> I mean, we all know when Gygax wrote Tomb of Horrors, it was because he was on GM burnout, and he just wanted to wipe out some high-level characters. And it was beautiful. Because everything he did wiped out the, the characters and their equipment so their teammates couldn't loot it. My friends threw it as just a cheap one-shot. Thank God, it was so good. <laughs> Whoa, I guess we know basically a campaign reset. Yep, that's exactly what it is. It's murdering everybody so you can start over fresh in the game. TPK, TPK. Or you could just say, hey, let's start something True. new. You mean communicate with your players? What? Oh, my G- bad. GM burnout could be totally avoided by just communicating with I... players. And communicating with your GM. Two. Like, I was able to finish a two-and-a-half-year campaign last Saturday, so... Nice. Yeah, it was... It was, it was pretty crazy. So, uh, well, I got a well, I got a friend who's at he's actually at um, Gen Con right now. They're on like a twenty three years on the same campaign. Jesus. Oh wow! And at that point, they're godly and gonna smack oh. down everybody. All of my long campaigns are on hold basically until either I move back to Tucson <laughs> or I get up the willpower to start doing it on roll 20 which i don't i don't want to do dnd that's 20. a lot of data entry it's so much yeah, more that's work a lot of data entry like genesis is a lot easier mm-hmm. to do on roll 20 it's still some work <laughs> but it's it's not nearly as much work yeah as yeah just mean, running you, you can you can fill out your lobby with npcs and things pretty quickly in one afternoon for a month or two months worth of gaming material. So, uh, since I think we got a little off topic for Hashtag RPG Today 2023, does anybody else uh, have any RPG I'm, game they want to throw out there? I don't have any RPG games because I pretty much played them, but I do have a few other games. You have no RPGs sitting on the shelf that you haven't played yet? That's almost criminal. Uh, well, I really only play Genesis and 5e. That's about it. I don't really play any others because none of my friends do. Ah. Convince them to play uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Um, okay, so it's, Raymond it's like D&D, plays but Pathfinder. I know. I, so Raymond plays Pathfinder. I have only played Pathfinder a handful of times, so uh, I do know what's up and about Pathfinder. But I I do never play it, so that's one. I guess I'm not hit because I play 5e, but, you know. There's there's benefits and drawbacks to both. 5e is easier. Pathfinder actually answers the important stuff, so. Yeah, well, it's just more in-depth, yeah. Exactly. That That's why Pathfinder is so likable. We actually have set rules and standards and things for everything so that there won't be any confusion and people have to make up stuff on the go. And It's also been around longer than 5th edition, so... Yeah, and I mean, they're also getting rid of 5th edition, or trying to, at least. That's 
still not sure if I'm like a hundred percent into actually, like. There was oh, one. What there was one RPG I just remembered. Uh, yeah, I'm Cyberpunk Red. Ah, that is a good one. I don't really get to play that, so uh, yeah, that is one. I am a huge fan of Cyberpunk, so. You know, and I was even able to uh, homebrew it to where it was in twenty seventy seven times too. So, but yeah, I don't get to play that. So, got to play some Genesis uh, Shadow of the Beanstalk. Yep, that's a good one. I, I like that one. I like that one. Don't know what that is. It's their cyberpunk uh, sort of noir yep. setting. Noir. It's Genesis doing a uh, its version of basically cyberpunk. Technically, it's the android setting, which is when Wizards of the Coast bought cyberpunk. They made their version of cyberpunk as android. Which mm-hmm. android's got some really cool features to it. I just got to throw that one out there. If you're looking for something fun to play cyberpunk-wise, the weapons are cool, the tech is cool. It's, you know, it is the, if any sci-fi... The setting is pretty solid. Yeah, the setting is really solid. And they've got some good fluff books that came out before they lost the IP, which is the problem. Because Esmodius let the uh, Android IP go. Which still annoys me because they made a really good book, really good settings, really good fluff books, and now technically they don't own it anymore. So that is definitely kind of rough. But the classes and the archetypes they made were freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, that reminds me, the whole thing one takes board... place in the shadow of a goddamn space elevator. <laughs> yep, that's the beanstalk. There was actually one board game I wanted to try, though, that I never got to. Um, it's the Expanse. There's apparently an RPG board game for the Expanse. Mm, there's an RPG, but it's. I read through the book at one point, and it's basically just 5e with, you know, slightly different numbers. That's about it. Yeah, I'm 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 good with yeah, that. Yeah, it's then. 5e with a lot more hard science tossed into it. Totally throw it out there for you with uh, Shadow of the Beanstalk. You could totally play the Expanse using their rules because they even have the loonies, which are basically your belters and low gravity. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all, in our one okay. Shadow of the Beanstalk uh, cops series, certain somebody even used a certain uh, belter detective's photo as his character's you know inspiration, and you. Yeah, I don't know who that could and, have uh, been. And somebody played him almost as dirty as that cop, too. <laughs> you give him more time, I could have been dirtier. <laughs> I didn't beat any orphans in that one. Oh, Jesus. That escalated. I mean, the one, two campaigns before that, I beat orphans. Oh, yeah, times. In, in the steampunk one. Uh, obviously, yeah, I was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. somebody Hyde. doesn't listen to the Friday Victorian night era. game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was great. I mean, the the little scamps oh, did boy. have it coming. They were trying to steal you blind. Yeah, they stole from me. It was the Victorian era, 
And so the only proportional response is breaking all of their bones. <laughs> How else are those kids going to learn? <laughs> well, um, yeah. You could only just fake like one or two. I'm pretty sure the message would still get across. Nope, because then they could still crawl away. Oh, he only broke two of their legs. I mean, they were just normal human children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did beat them with a cane, though. They did not have tentacles yet. Yet. If Eric had his way, though, they would have afterwards. Our Aether Mancer was totally wanting to give everything tentacles. Though he did give birth to a god. A tentacly god, but a god nonetheless. Um, am I high right now? What? What? The- this is <laughs> the Friday night games with. So I don't know who, uh, how they are lately because I haven't been They've watching been very uh, as religiously as I should be. Yeah, but like when Eric and I he, uh, played together, we feed off of each other. It is absolutely unhinged sometimes. <laughs> Rusty, I miss Weird Rusty. West game has been very, very passe compared to the, the previous ones. You just gotta get me in there as the uh, as the evil priest. I don't know. Well. I felt so bad for you when you came in as the bad guy. I mean, they had handicapped him so badly to that point. That's fine. Uh, I'm happy to get my ass kicked as the bad guy. That means the good guys win. I mean, on the plus side, now the the town of Wormwood is full of ghosts and specters and evil wraiths because they were focused on killing you as the bat as the big big season finale bad guy and ignored the bad guys they chose to face, which was the witches and the ghosts. So because they were busy trying to stop you, who was also trying to stop the witches because the group was failing to stop the witches from their evil hellmouth spell, the, the whole new thing comes. And the beauty is, yes, the priest will be back because he totally has a, the whole phylactery thing going on. That as soon as he dies, dies in whatever hell dimension the uh, Native American shaman put him in, he, he will reconstitute in the church. The unhallowed church. But, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, you know, uneasy alliance is always a good mm-hmm. trope. So. They need my help. So, salvage. Oh, salvage. salvage. <sighs> Where last we left off, and I totally still have not gotten a response from David, I think. So I'm assuming he's not making it. Obviously, he went up the rope. And uh, he will totally be ready to help you guys when we get back up here. So where last we left off, that uh, that, that Wastelander totally, that Duster gave you the directions to a hole to a uncovered temple of the uh, Onai. You guys found the hole. You, you threw a line down. You carbinered yourselves all up to the line and you're slowly descending you know for a fact there's some worker alien droids doing whatever work their busy work is down there 
And as you're coming down, somebody was totally, and I won't say Sniggly with its name, looking around to see what he could see. And apparently must have looked around and said something in awe because six little flying drones came up and encircled you guys. And they've got their little, little drone pea shooters pointing in your general direction. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok Enroll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.